All right. Well, uh, thank you everyone for, for showing up. And uh, this is Water's New Gold. And it is, of course, this great new asset class that we call water. All right. And um, it's uh, the, the last briefing of March. We've got the um, annual audit coming up. The annual report will be due uh, anytime after the first. Um, and then we have, have up to 15 days to get it done without penalty. So I'm sure that's what we'll accomplish. Anyway, we'll be commenting on that further as time goes by. Let's move on. As always, we have the safe harbor statement, which says it's kind of like our get out of jail free pass, where uh, if, if I say something that turns out not to be true, well, I thunk, I thunk it correctly at the time. No, but seriously, um, we, we do try very hard to make uh, accurate forward-looking statements, and uh, we always try to correct it when we don't. Now, we're talking now about the second leg of water on demand. You know, we've been talking a lot about industrial. We had Dan Early on the show a couple weeks ago uh, talking about all the deal flow that came out of his more than eight-figure pipeline of potential deals. And he said up to a third of it could be expedited by being funded up front with these uh, water on a, these uh, outsourced water treatment systems with, with no money up front kind of thing. Well, consumer is actually huge. And here's the funny thing. We're already in it, actually, because the pool preserver system services consumers. But in fact, uh, now there's a new expansion into commercial pools where you wouldn't have a trailer, you would simply install a skid at the, um, maybe the city pool or hotel pool or whatever. So that's, um, we, we have our finger in it. Uh, we built a whole teaching system, Waterpreneur Academy. The pilot is working well, Ryan Kustra, in fact, went ahead and bought out his system. He went from rental to buying out, which is great. And he's going into more units, et cetera. We'll be reporting further on that because there's also some additional customers coming along. And I don't want to forget is I want to talk to you guys next week about the Pondster. We sold our first unit for the trailer park I've been talking about for a long time, and we'll get into that. Actually, probably be the week after, because next week I'll be reporting on this trusted investor conference that you'll hear about more in a minute. Let's play a video, and then let's get on with it. Somebody gives me a call, they wanna know about the process. I explain the advantages. You know, here's, here's the advantages of doing it. I don't know the cost difference because I don't know what that person is going to have to incur cost-wise to drain the pool themselves, hire someone to drain. I don't know what their water costs are from the city or for wherever the municipality um, company, the water company, whatever it is. So I don't know what their costs are that. But I do, what I, I do know what I'm gonna charge them once I do a site visit with the client, when I go there, I measure the pool, get the size of the pool, I test their water, make sure it meets the parameters that I wanna work with. At that point, I can give them an exact quote. And if they wanna proceed, then I'll go over the logistical side of it, where we're gonna park, here's where the hoses are gonna go, here's what you can expect, here's about how long I'll be there. Don't get in the pool. Some companies advertise you can swim when we're doing that, it's, no, I do not want you to swim. I want the water as calm as possible because that's how the process works. The heavy contaminated water sinks to the bottom of the pool. Purified water stays on top, it stratifies. So we're constantly pulling the worst water in the pool. So the water is not sanitary.
that was a cool little report on um, one of our videos for the, uh, I wanted to get into a case study here. So AquaVenture Holdings, uh, they started with uh, these desalination facilities and island economies. They acquired the Quench Network, which serves consumers at home and the, and the businesses. And of course, got sold uh, exactly, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, I think the last day the, the stock ticker traded was the 27th of March, and it was 1 billion cash that got taken private. This is the successful waters of service formula. That registered trademark is theirs. So let's take a look at what these, these, um, this company built over time. It really had two parts. One was and is now under Culligan, a business that um, provides the um, primarily desalination. Again, these islands did not have to pay up front. They just signed contracts and they got their water. That was the model that they used. And then there was a consumer side called Quench. And you may know these, these, uh, this company under the Pure Water, Wellsys and Blue Line brands. Now, basically, these are, it's a great business because you install the water cooler there, it uses the tap water and filters it and uh, nobody has to bring in those big bottles and so forth. Uh, so it's really done well. So consumer water on demand, some other areas that we see are, for example, water tankers. Even in America, there's a need for water tankers. And I'm not just, I don't just means, uh, you know, for construction. I mean, for literally for getting water to people who need it. Latin America, of course, is a big area, Asia. Our guest will be talking about that further. Um, and then there's these point of use water systems like I just showed you. And here's what's interesting. Bottled water, crazily enough, remains a huge business. Nestle dominates the market in market in developing countries. And here is a picture from the Pakistan Nestle site. And as you see, it's all bottled water. And um, weirdly enough, you, you can't order online yet. It's available soon. I guess they have to do it through these local networks. It's very, very basic. All right, with that, uh, I'm going to ask uh, my good friend Sadiq to join me. Sadiq, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. And good evening to everyone. And pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Well, uh, in fact, I want to just show you on screen. Um, I'm going to embarrass you by showing you some of showing everyone some of your background. You've uh, led consortiums in setting up investment banks, oil and gas company, and family office. Um, also, raising a ton of money for the Al Hanu Group, uh, selling the uh, UAE towers, and arranging uh, project finance of two hundred million dollars, which is that's the kind of numbers we like, Sadiq. And you have founded Pokin uh, Middle East um, and grew it by 1,400%. Well done. And you are now an investor in Switch, which is a really cool startup that, that enables people, if they get a gift card, let's say you're a guy and you get a Victoria's Secret gift card, you can switch it to the Gap or to uh, REI through this Switch thing. It's kind of cool. And of course, you're, you're in, very involved in education. Uh, you're building, a, I believe, a charter school here in the U.S., so with that, I'm going to uh, cut to the full screen. And uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions here. First of all, how did you find us? So I was looking at few opportunities where we can um, directly serve consumer and empower consumer. Mm -hmm. And it came through different social networks from two, three places. So I said, okay, I should connect to this company. And that's how we initially connected. 
through the participation in uh, Reg A and through different social medias. That's how the first I got to learn. Yes. And of course, in background is your passion for uh, water opportunities with consumers, especially in developing countries. How do you see that opportunity? We see this opportunity as a great opportunity in terms of, in, especially in the developing countries, what happened, the population have swelled in last few decades and they have developed different infrastructure. They have got to be more urbanized and more living in apartments, building and everything. While the governments were are unable to serve the water and water is not very easy to serve. So that is the reason if you see the Nestle sells more bottle of water per capita in these developing countries, very specifically India, Pakistan, than in US and Europe. Wow. That's amazing. So, and but what? So, but how do you see a, an opportunity to insert ourselves into a market that, for example, Nestle is a big player already? Right. So, water is one asset which no one company can control. Mm-hmm. So, Nestle, even in in like few countries in developing countries, what they do, they develop a big eyepiece, whatever mm-hmm. the filtration system, whatever they have, mm-hmm. and then they finance or partner with the local well owners who have the concession because water, like my experience in oil and gas before, you need to have a concession in large scale production. Right. That's where we see that lot of IPs of Origin Clear, which is currently they are developing or has developed, we can implement and convert further in a smaller scale businesses. And that's how Nestle have done it is no way that Nestle is bringing water from outside. Water is very expensive to be transported. There is no way. So they do a lot of localized business. I, I'm, I'm, I remember what my father once said to me is that Coca-Cola is not a, it's not a soda company. It's a trucking business. <laughs> that's right. So that's really interesting. What... I'm, I'm thinking here is that, let's say, um, okay, well, you talked about our IP, our intellectual property, um, and we've got this great technologies, these various technologies to put things in a modular basis, et cetera. Is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? That's correct. Because the way I saw after having few conversations between uh, me, you, and even Ken, when I went through the, the way you have, you have, remodel the business model of 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 water it's very small scale operations that is very interesting to me and that's why we got into more detailed conversation i was personally involved in a desalination plant in saudi arabia and middle east mm-hmm. but the operation was like 25000 cubic meter it's a huge operation sure and one of the biggest problem what we used to face until it will reach to consumer we were almost losing 30% in transportation. Oh my God. Because it, it just evaporates with the heat, with, with all the leakages, it can't be controlling it. So the way you are operating, like few of the solutions you have, let's say for agriculture, you know how you are using your modular system for agriculture. Sure. If, if a small farmer can be served in a way that they they can reuse the water because water is the most expensive commodity for these farmers. Just imagine how it will all 
assist them in 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 improving their margins. It's fascinating. I mean, I mean, we're almost going back up into 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 uh, industrial, but at the scale you're talking about, it really is B 2 C. These are individual farmers. That's correct. Not Small scale. Right. So it's really, I think what we're saying here is that it's really a matter of scale, not so much, wait a minute, is it, is it a business or is it a person, but rather, is it small-scale uh, delivery? And um, the question that I have is, you were looking at doing this before you met us um, by yourself. What convinced you to start talking to us instead of doing your own pure play? So as, as we shared, we have developed a lot of viewpoint and knowledge how we want to assist to the consumer and empower them. The synergy we see here with you and, you know, when we had different calls with my other colleagues and you, you are doing business to business, the large, you know, the large scale, that's what it is. We want to commercialize those technologies on a smaller scale, which will be very democratized in a smaller scale B2C. And that is why we feel it can be a great synergy because there is no competition in the two departments or two ventures of the holding company, mm -hmm. they will be almost giving each other a lot of complementary services. On the B2B size side, you will be our supplier at times as well, the existing IP and existing technologies. We will be doing a lot of those services directly for let's say bottled water and, and getting the feedback from the end users you will develop the real on hand research. It will make more meaningful pitch to get better contracts from the big municipality contracts. Ah, that's interesting. So you're saying that there's a way that this feeds back into our business. That's right. Fascinating. No, I mean, it, it for myself, you know, we, there's just no way from a focus point of view that we would start a consumer business ourselves. And so I think that what you're saying is this is a good complementary relationship where we have resources for you. We're up and running. We have a lot of capabilities, a lot of technology. And in turn, you can extend us out into the space that otherwise I don't think we could, we could step into for another 24 months. And that, that amount of time I think is critical. That's right. Fascinating. Now you are living in Quincy, Mass these days, right? That's right. From last one year, lockdown. <laughs> lockdown in Quincy. Well, uh, what is your view of the consumer water space in the United States? I looked at different um, states plus different cities, within different cities, different counties. There are different variants because again, each water is being supplied by different sources. So they have different nutrients and different minerals which are coming or not. Mm -hmm. Like what the situation happened, the weather impact happened, we just saw last month in Texas. Mm -hmm. So many residents were, um, were, 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 were announced to be boiling the water for several days. So here again, we see the consumer play that if we can somehow develop some of those technologies, filters just before or after when the pipes, the mm -hmm. municipality pipes enter their home and, and do one step better, it will help a lot of uh, families from rather than spending big money in infrastructure 
or wait until the municipality will fix it, it basically affects their property value even. Well, so really you're talking about two things. One is uh, emergency use. So being on standby to provide, you know, uh, trucked in um, water, literally using tankers. And then also you're talking about being an additional level of quality. And of course it can be very dangerous. Uh, sorry, not dangerous, but it can be very challenging to go up against some of the existing players like Pelican in the space. How do you see that we can uh, go up against those guys? It's not going up against. We see the opportunity itself is very big that the, the, the pie is so big. If they were able to satisfy, why were the municipalities and the governments and, and, and states, everyone was requesting that boil the water? That's fascinating. It's um, and a real opportunity. If that would have been satisfied, then nobody would be ever asking. But uh, what I've learned is you have to be in place already before the emergency in order to, they're not going to do deals during the emergency. It's not going to happen. So we have to pre-position ourselves is what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. That's what we will be uh, under under the team we will, I'll be leading. That's what we will be pre-preparing. And now after living two weather storm in last 10 years, even Texans, lot of homes, which is the second biggest population, is feeling that no, they need to have some resources in their hand itself. Everybody's a prepper these days, that's for sure. Like people have start installing solar or having a generator backups. So this will be additional filter backup. Why not? Why risk the no, life or the quality of the life of the kids? No, I, I feel the same way. Okay, well, with that, I'm going to uh, thank you, Sadiq, for having uh, showed up here on short notice. And um, of course, we're, we're busy putting together a potential relationship. And I hope that our discussions bear fruit and that you become a member of the, the terrible joke team of Origin Clear, because apparently you. that's thank what we do. Me. Thank you for having me, Rick. And thank you all for listening. And please reach out and give your points and comments. Uh, the bigger idea is how we can assist the community for better and healthier life. It's not only developing an asset or money. Uh, we want to develop a sustainable business, that's for sure. Uh, while any good uh, viewpoints and everything, we want to empower more people, especially what was a very precious thing. Well, uh, that is a wonderful sentiment, which I agree 100% with. So thank you very much. Thank I'm you. going to go ahead and uh, take you offline and we'll talk some more later. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Now, uh, Bob Roos and others want to know what's up with this Trusted Investor Conference. Well, in fact, it is on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's generally for people, a trusted investor by definition is someone who has invested more than once in a private placement. We have made a few exceptions. And if you really are interested please reach out to invest at originclear.com. What's cool about this is that it's basically a chance to, to just get you know, 25 or 30 investors in, in a Zoom room and just, just freestyle, get, get some real view, good viewpoints, uh, share them, and it will be recorded so that we can bring highlights to you. This is it's not confidential in any way, 
but it is it is going to be very um, freestyle and open. All right, and then we got Ken Berenger, who is available to speak. Now, Ken, I noticed that your schedule became completely locked up this week. Like there was no scheduling of meetings. Right. I thought my calendar broke today when I had an opening. I went, wait a minute, there's something wrong. I, I could Devin, Devin, can you book a calendar meeting because something's broken? Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Look, it's been great. I, I've had a chance to speak with um, a lot of folks that have kind of been supporting us all along. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, kind of like, you know, remember when moments, you know, and we're, we're, we're kind of enjoying the fact that we're, we're now talking about all of this growth that we're looking at as opposed to just kind of just you know battening down the hatches we've had a, a, we've had a, a really rough couple of years 10 years ago and the last three or four years have been phenomenal and they've seen the difference yeah it's nice when you're a prophet so uh well done and uh i i recommend that anyone who's interested in participating just put in oc.gold/kin on your browser and book a call hopefully it'll be sometime in the next week uh, he's a very popular man. And thank you, Ken, for what you do. And with that, I'm going to go to, yes, next week, there'll be a report on this famous Trusted Investor Conference. We hope to do more of these. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you all. It's been great. Uh, good little show. I'm really excited about a new consumer direction. And as you notice, it's not going to defocus us on our main business because that is, I mean, you know, did you know that the average workday now is 11 hours because we're all working at home? So I'm feeling it and I wouldn't want to make it 20 hours a day. So it's very important that Sadiq is coming along here with his team. You'll be hearing more. Thank you all and have a great weekend. <laughs>